welcome to episode 11 of Connecting the Host. Today we're going to be talking about Doom, which returns as a brutally fun and challenging modern day shooter experience. Relentless demons, impossibly destructive guns and fast fluid movement provide the foundation for intense first person combat. I, uh, well, we're both playing this game on Steam, and I was very fortunate to get a free copy from you, because, yeah. uh, but it would cost you £40 if you don't happen to have a friend who's buying Acer hardware with leftover keys. I, I was going to say, it's quite ironic. Um, I had no intention of playing Doom, because I thought it would ship me up, uh, and then I bought a Asus motherboard, and I was like, oh, I get a free copy of Doom, would you like it? And you're like, yeah, sure, great. And then um, I bought an Asus monitor and got a free copy of Doom. <laughs> so <laughs> I literally played it to test out the Vulcan API they added and uh, then mm. got addicted to it. We played it and blah, blah, blah. But uh, yeah, we, neither of us paid for it. We uh, got it from the good folks Asus. So uh, th- thank you to them for <laughs> semi-sponsoring the show. Free games, but not in a biased way. No. That's the perfect way to play. <laughs> so, um, But if you're unfo- not fortunate enough to have a free code lying around, I think it's going to cost you about £40 and probably the same on PS4 and Xbox One. Although maybe you can find it on offer it's now. It's always on discount. Yeah, you probably get it for 20 quid now if you if you don't mind waiting a little bit. So uh, so I, I've been playing it on my gaming PC with my... At the time, it wasn't an ultra-wide monitor when I started playing it. And then I upgraded while playing it. So um, prior to that, it was my uh, 2560x1440p monitor and a GTX 1080, of course. So uh, it was a it was a gorgeous game on my hardware. And yourself, Ben, what were you playing it on? Yeah, I've I've always played it on a um, uh, GTX 1080 and ultra wide monitor at 3440 by 1440, and it it really is a beautiful game. Um, I alternated between um, using the I think it was OpenGL drivers or using Vulkan, and I think I ended up going back to OpenGL just because it was got a slightly higher frame rate. Um, I mean, all the time I was getting over 100 FPS, so it was <laughs> you know <laughs> always it, a a beautifully uh, built game. Like they've obviously optimised it well. So obviously here on Connecting to Host, we, we look at games from a multiplayer and co-op perspective. But perhaps before we get into that, because Doom, I guess, is bigger as a solo game, maybe you can just tell us a little bit about the, the single-player experience, Ben. Yeah, I, I mean, it's uh, it's essentially the original Doom. Like, if you go back all the way to the 90s and you have original Doom and Doom 2, um, it really goes back to that. Um, I was worried it was going to be more like the Doom 3, sort of like horror-style, uh, shit-you-up kind of game, but it's really not. It's more of a uh, an epic single-player campaign with, like, a ton of shooting uh, and a lot of hard collectibles to find. Um, and the puzzles are literally, oh, there's a yellow door, you need a yellow key. That dude over there's got the yellow key. <laughs> it's like, okay, kill him. Got the key, open the door. So it's, it's fairly basic, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of good guns, upgradability. They added a really cool, um, I think they call it uh, some sort of, like, I want to say brutalist, but that doesn't sound quite right. <laughs> they have like some, like the method of you gaining health back. It, it doesn't use mm. the standard first person shooter thing of, oh, get in cover, squat down for 10 seconds and you get all your health back. Instead, if you go and grab an imp by the face and rip it apart, you get health. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. well, that's, that's a pretty cool mechanic. And if you want ammo, use the chainsaw, because if you chainsaw, <laughs> 
monsters apart, you get ammo, and it's like, well, fine, I'm sold on that. So really, I mean, as a single, it, this is, uh, I would label this as a single player game with a tacked on multiplayer, uh, and we're going to talk about that in a bit about maybe how their marketing and DLC and all the rest of it has gone a bit skew with that. Mm. Um, but in terms of multiplayer features, I mean, they describe it as Doom Signature, fast-paced arena-style combat. Um, I'd have an issue with that, but okay. That's what they, <laughs> that's what they call it. It, it. It's basic multiplayer. Um, on the Steam page, they have a little thing that says, like, oh, it's got this and this and this and this. One of the things they say is co-op, um, which is an issue because there is no co-op at all of any mm. kind. Um, this is purely multiplayer shooting arena-style gaming. There's no co-op campaign, which is a great shame because we would have enjoyed that a lot more, I feel. Um, all of the DLC for the game is around the multiplayer, so it's things like extra maps and weapons, uh, which we'll discuss lately. Uh, but essentially, it's a single-player game with online multiplayer added on, uh, which I believe was actually done by a different development team as well, which mm-hmm. explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. So um, before we start digging into the multiplayer, I, I just want to sing, sing the praises of the single-player one more time. Mm. Uh, I was really worried about that kind of canned animation with the fatalities or whatever they're called um, but they work really well because they happen so quick I think that was uh, so fast paced and there's quite a big variety so you can just bash through the enemies and, and try them all out but I, I I feel like I should sing the praises of the single player before I maybe knock down the multiplayer a little bit <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah the single player I think it's great but here on, on this show we're more interested in the multiplayer and co-op experience so um so just to give you an overview, I guess, of the multiplayer experience as a whole, you, you fire up the game, you have to then fire up the multiplayer experience, which I guess explains the separate development. And you um, literally, it literally restarts the game, like you crash back to desktop and then it relaunches the game, presumably with some sort of flag to say multiplayer mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's utterly terrible the way that it Janky works. experience, yeah. So uh, just awful. It's so painful when you have to go through the whole loading process again, kind of oh, banging your head against the wall. But let's get over that for a second and talk about the actual game itself. And it, I, I definitely say it is an arena style shooter. It has the kind of the hallmark qualities of an unreal type shooter game where you start the round with rocket launchers and you can do lots of double jumping it's very fast paced and there's kind of very well laid out battle arenas where you can jump around take little elevators up or there are these little jump pads right that fire up in the air so everyone's zipping around the map quite a lot Uh, and and at its heart it's got all the kind of hallmark features of a I'm going to say again, Unreal-style game. Mm. Um, it's been so long since i played the original Doom in multiplayer, it's hard to say if it really has the same feel. Uh, and, I, and I fear if I were to go back and play the original Doom now in multiplayer, I wouldn't have a good opinion of it. So maybe it is a lot like it. <laughs> it's kind of like... It if never you went, grew up from that. Uh, yeah, if you went back and played GoldenEye multiplayer, like the original nintendo 64 goldeneye you'd be like what the hell is this that i'm playing <laughs> it's this this is now i remember i remember it being mm. way better and i have a feeling that this is kind of like the original doom multiplayer but just in the modern day and it's just like well things have changed there's mm. you know a lot of really good first person shooter multiplayer games now and you can't just get away with this kind of basic stuff but Oh, don't get me wrong, I actually think there's a, for me at least, there is actually a space for a good 
just fun arena style game kind of uh there's also the space for the kind of Call of Duty game where it's a bit more serious mm. and you want to crawl along the floor, get to the peak and shoot with your sniper rifle. Sometimes you just want to run around Unreal style, pick up the flat cannon and just, you know, blow someone away. Um, but for me, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get on to our, our likes the, and dislikes. The, but the, the, um, problem, the problem with that, though, is that there is Unreal. <laughs> like, <laughs> Unreal hasn't gone away. <laughs> it's, it's available for that. And so when you're putting it up against... Uh, you've got your Call of Duty, you've got your Battlefields, you've got uh, your Star Wars Battlefront, you've got Titanfall 2, and you've got Unreal, and then you've got this. It's like, where does it <laughs> fit into all of that? It's tricky, because most of those games are solely multiplayer. That's my issue, is that this is a single-player game that's excruciatingly good, and then the <laughs> multiplayer is sort of shoehorned in there. But, Again, uh, though, at least yeah. for me, I, I, if it were more, I don't know, if it had a lot more of the fun of Unreal, then I, I could have pictured myself playing it a bit more. Because there is, I, you know, I still have a, a penchant for the, you know, just run around and shoot things, not worry too much about being serious for a night, mm. have a couple of beers and play. But yeah, just it didn't hit the mark, unfortunately. So when it's up against Unreal, even though the latest Unreal is quite old now, it still doesn't quite... Just, ah, just something missing. Just something missing. But let's go into the game modes anyway. So um, we primarily played the just the standard team-based deathmatch version, I guess. And that yep. I guess that's kind of why they put the co-op label on it. But, I mean, it's such a hectic and frantic running around experience. There wasn't any any scope for playing it, what I would call co-op. Um, in something like Battlefield, you can hang around with your squad. But in this, it was just all out. Rah, 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 shoot, 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 jump, 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 <laughs> rockets everywhere. Um, so there was the regular team-based deathmatch. They had a capture the flag mode uh, and a king of the hill. All fairly standard affair, I guess. Uh, and then there was the there was the game mode where you had to collect souls, right? So you would you would kill people and then you had to pick up their souls and try and, and get away with them before the other the other teams did so yeah that was the only one that wasn't team based as well that was the only one where you were like total mm-hmm. free for all all the rest of them you were on team red or blue type thing uh, whereas that one you were completely you know left to your own devices and it's just collect as many souls as possible yeah but you know in terms of game modes i guess it didn't really have anything that was groundbreaking it's just the the standard multiplayer with and most games nowadays try and put one of their own slightly unique ones in and, and collecting souls was a little bit different to killing people but not much because you had to kill them first anyway so yeah um so yeah i mean it has basically the standard arcade arena game modes so maybe you want to talk a bit about the the dlc that they brought out then yeah so the, the interesting thing about this when you consider it as a single player game winner of many awards a lot of people put it in their like top game of 2015 uh kind of interesting that for their dlc strategy all three pieces of dlc are multiplayer um (laughs) so every one of them is identical in that they added three new maps a new weapon new taunts and a few new outfits um but essentially i mean essentially if you think of the um dlc in the original titanfall it's Mm, that um so you have all the problems inherent of that um like if you try and search for a game well if you don't have the unto the evil dlc pack you're not going to get one because everyone's playing that now uh, so it's kind of an interesting strategy when everyone else is moving away from that that they decided <laughs> to go and you know what we, we could add an extra level or two to the really epic single player game no let's just do dlc for the multiplayer <laughs> let's get everyone doing the multiplayer 
Um, so there were three packs, uh, Unto the Evil, Hell Followed, and Bloodfall, and they literally each added three new maps. So you got nine new maps if you bought all of them. I think three new weapons and a load of new taunts, that kind of stuff. Um, mm. I didn't buy or play any of the DLC, so I can't really comment on how they were like if the maps were like holy shit this is amazing this is so much better now um i haven't heard anything to that effect in any reviews or speaking to people i know who have played the multiplayer uh so i get the feeling it kind of was just uh you know oh okay you've played these maps to death here's a couple more which is fair enough i mean i don't have any problem with the game pursuing that strategy it's fine if you're something like the original titanfall when the game was purely online multiplayer and nothing else but it's kind of a weird strategy for a ultimately single player first person shooter to follow mm. that strategy but uh, such a shame i would have easily just picked up more single player content if they were like hey here's two more hours three more stages to walk around i, I yeah, just absolutely bought it in a heartbeat absolutely but, uh, the mpdrc just wasn't well, we weren't playing the MP, so right. why, why would we buy it? So, so maybe we can focus a bit more on some of the some of the unique things that I say unique. One of them is unique; the others fairly generic uh, features <laughs> that they brought for the multiplayer. And I guess the the one thing they had that most other games don't have an equivalent to is this mechanic of demon transformations. So, uh, depending on the game mode, the frequency would be different, but different after a certain amount of time, there would be basically a pickup that appears in the map. And then when you collect it, you transform into your predetermined demon. So before the match starts, you would pick your type of demon. I know that you unlocked more, I think, because you played more, because you start off with just one, and you can you can then unlock the different types. Um, and then you would you would transform into this demon and go on a massive killing spree. You'd have a huge health bar and a bunch of powers you could use, and you could kind of wreak havoc on the map. Um, yeah, I guess it was... In essence, it was trying to be a little bit similar to Titanfall, maybe, where you got into a Titan. I but see. It was, I, was, uh, I was going to suggest unbalancing. that. Yeah, I was going to say, originally, I, I was thinking in the back of my mind, oh, it's kind of like Titanfall with the Titans. But it's not, because with the Titans, everyone can call those in yeah. at a certain point. Um, this is more akin, I feel, to Star Wars Battlefront's hero mm. tokens, where literally if you're the first to get to the token, then you can be Luke Skywalker until someone kills you. And then it'll respawn somewhere and then someone else can be Princess Leia or whatever. Um, and it just was massively overpowered. It's like it's one of those things that's like, oh, shit, now we've got to deal with this guy. <laughs> that's a giant like Balrog creature running around the place. It's like, oh, and you just instantly <laughs> die. It's very similar to Battlefront, but the difference being in Battlefront, you die constantly all the time anyway, because there's... <laughs> 20v20 and there's lasers flying everywhere so it didn't really matter Mm. if you got killed by a stray laser or uh, by Luke Skywalker whereas in this it was very much a case of if you see this you're dead yeah (laughs) Uh, unless you're very lucky yeah and I not only was it um, fairly um, felt unbalanced to the experience because as soon as someone picked it up but it also suffers from the thing where in a lot of games like Halo and stuff where if the people know where these pickups are likely to appear Obviously, you never get them. So as the new player, not only do you have to fight massive demons frequently, you never get to be one. So it's kind of demoralizing. You're just like, ah, and then someone else has got this pickup and I get to watch them kill loads of people. But I'm dead again. On the rare chance that you do pick one up, you've got no idea what the controls are or what you're doing and you just die. Mm. You're like, what the hell? (laughs) I supposed to be this powerful demon. Like, it's just weird turning into a demon. It's just 
a bit. Huh? I, I, I was going to save this. <laughs> I was going to save this for later. But my issue with the multiplayer, and I don't say this often because I'm prepared to suspend belief, but <laughs> like, what the fuck? Everyone is the Doom guy. Why are they all shooting each other? Why are you on different teams? <laughs> like, it makes no thematic sense. You're just like mm. all in this base. You all look the same. You're all shooting each other, and occasionally one of you turns into a demon. And it's like. <laughs> Okay, maybe that shit flew in the 90s when, you know, this stuff was kind of starting out. But at least Titanfall had the good sense to be like, well, you know, you're the basically bad guys and you're the basically good guys and you're kind of fighting each other, but don't think about it too much. Whereas this is just like blatantly like (laughs) you're all the same, but just working out you've got at least they're real as well they have the premise of a tournament right so it's kind of exactly it's just random killing each other but no 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 you want to be the best fighter so you're in a tournament whereas this is just kind of eh, we're all just dressed up in (laughs) doom guy outfits killing each other for for fun you enjoyed shooting in the single player you'll enjoy it here (laughs) (laughs) but there was a reason in the single player exactly very odd um, I, so, um, I mentioned the only other thing uh, about that, that, the features of the game, really, because, I mean, it's it's fairly basic, um, is the progression system, uh, which is uh, fairly similar to Titanfall 2, I guess. Um, you've got lots of stuff you can unlock, be it weapons, uh, taunts, outfits, uh, all that kind of stuff. So I, I don't think there was anything... It, it's not like, oh, you get to level 30 and you get the sniper rifle, which is going to make you ridiculously powerful. I mean, all the weapons you start with are probably fine. If you're a good enough player, you can probably beat anyone with like the level 1 loadout. But as which you progress, thing, I think, yeah, yeah you, you just unlock more stuff, you know. Um, taunts, I've never understood this in multiplayer games, why <laughs> people are excited about unlocking taunts. It, it, I mean, it takes me back to Star Wars Battlefront when you can unlock things like, oh, now your character can say, I've got a bad feeling about this in the 10 seconds whilst the game starts. And it's like, well, whoop de do. So it has that. So if you really like taunts or outfits, then that's there. And there are a couple of other things you could unlock along the way, I guess. So you start the game with, uh, there were three different loadouts, I think. There was Assault, Sniper and Ambusher. And like you say, they were, they were fairly competent loadouts. One of them starts with the rocket launcher, and the rocket launcher, I mean, that was a bit silly, starting with the rocket launcher in my mind, but it was a good weapon, so you never felt like you were, oh man, they're all shooting me with rocket launchers, and I've just got a handgun. Um, so at least it was fair, even if the default weapon might have been something like a plasma rifle, might have been a, I don't know, might have felt more apt. Um, but then there was also the the hack module concept, right, where you would be able to get randomly awarded these hack modules and then oh, yeah. you could pre-select them at the start of the match to give you very like little in-game bonuses so uh, for instances you might have a they came in like a bronze silver and gold structure but you could get ones that made you run faster or ones that gave you like a little blip on the radar if an enemy came near ones that let you sort of see the enemy's health over you know when you're shooting them um basically i think that was quite a lot of them Akin to Titanfall's cards, like the original yeah. Titanfall. So. Yeah. There were quite a lot of them, and I guess that provided the collectible element. But it was all... It felt pretty random at the end of a match. It's like, ah, what's all this stuff appearing and dropping? And and then you use it, and it's like, oh, you get to use it for 30 seconds of a match. And it's kind of... Ah. 
and you've got that whole horrible thing where you've finished a match and it's like a minute till the next one starts you're like i've got all of this stuff that i'm trying to you're unlocking that you're trying to change your outfit load load out you've got Mm. no time to do it so you have to basically disconnect so you can look at all the stuff you've amassed work it out and go okay i don't want any of it and then reconnect and go back in which is i mean it's systematic of all multiplayer first person shooters really you just unlock a constant wave of stuff that ultimately makes no difference a lot of the time but uh it, it has all of that just one last thing to mention i guess and that was it was again part of the arcade style arena shooter really but there was a lot of pickups so you didn't get health back at all naturally so you'd have to run around and, and scoop up all the, the health packs that you found of which there are many very tiny ones kind of like oh five health everywhere uh, there were also armor packs and you could pick up kind of one-off specials like haste or invisibility or quad damage and shields um, and stuff as well yeah so, you had like a separate health and shield bar didn't you and the demon the demon transformation i guess was just one of those pickups really it was the the demon room i think or something so yeah um yeah that I was mean, pretty cool on paper I, it has quite a lot of elements that could be fun but on execution it, it fell a bit flat so yeah i don't know i i can't put my finger on why that was just something about it was not right. Mm. Let's move on to the likes and dislikes and see if we can break it down what we yep. did and didn't like about the game. So I'll kick off with my usual honorary mention of uh, anything modding or user content related I love. And one of the things they brought in with Doom was the Snap Map, Map Editor. It's um, just a, a tool which lets you design your own levels using a modular system so you can pop rooms together in corridor components and then set the elements that are going to be in certain rooms or in certain areas. So one of the good things, I think, was that this is built to work on both the console and the PC. So even the console players get to build their own maps and share them online. But then the flip side of it is because it's very modular and you're picking things from a list and putting them on a grid. It obviously wasn't kind of a full world editor. You couldn't necessarily build anything you wanted. But you could use SnapMap both in single-player and multiplayer to make a short campaign map or or a, a multiplayer arena. So it's kind of cool. I like anything which gives you more content. Um, anything which encourages people to make a thousand levels means you always get to find at least 10 that are really good, you know. Uh, it's so, also yeah. nice that it was done in such a way that it's not like your kind of Steam Workshop, oh, you can add mods, uh, but you kind of need to know a bit of programming to do it. Mm. I mean, it literally is a case that anyone could use it, really. It's kind of the Disney Infinity style of, uh, you know... <laughs> a kid could build a basic map with this which is i always think that's nice because you don't need advanced stuff i mean it's always nice when you can add your own textures and stuff and if you've got Mm. something that you can show off it's really good but it's nice for inclusion's sake to be able to just let anyone build their own maps so that's pretty cool i mean i i mean following on from that really um i felt that the level design was really good um i mean it's the standard arenas but they had lots of different elements going on so um, i remember there was one map that had like lava flowing through it so you had to like jump (laughs) over like these little floating bits um and there's like quite a good bit of verticality going on so you have to go up and down as well as just around in an arena um so it 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 didn't do badly in terms of uh, different maps i mean they weren't massively different I mean, if you look at something like uh, the original Titanfall, where you had like the difference between, say, Angel City, uh, and then you had things like that rainforest level, um, or you had the one on the mining colony, they're all very, very different. Um, 
obviously some of those were DLC, so I don't know if that changed in that, but it felt to me, I mean, Doom itself, every level is pretty much the same, realistically, apart from the ones when you're in hell, where it's like, oh, okay, now you're not in a industrial metal ship type (laughs) setup, you're now on a red rock. (laughs) But apart from that, it's fairly similar. Um, But the actual maps felt good. The only thing I would say is that they didn't look anywhere near as good as the single-player game. Like, the textures were not the same quality or resolution. The lighting wasn't as good. Um, It, in many ways, felt like it was built in a different engine. Uh, like that's how stark the difference was um, to my eyes at least um, which I think goes back to the fact that they had a separate development team working on the single player as the multiplayer and I'm pretty sure what happened is that the multiplayer launched and had all kinds of problems like initially we didn't play it at that point and then they basically bought it in-house to try and Mm -hmm. fix it up later Um, and we played it I think before they'd done that but not much before. Um, So it might be better now, but it really looked very different. It looked Mm. like a a poor man's clone of Doom than (laughs) the single player, which I think is better. That That is super weird. I get that they downgrade the graphics a little bit to keep frame rate maximum, even when there's 20 people running around. But Mm. yeah, it did feel like a significant jump down when you're on your, your 1080 and you're expecting glossy, shiny graphics. But... So moving on from the level design, I, th- I thought that the game itself actually moved like a good arcade-style shooter. I mean, it moved around pretty fast, but not ridiculously fast. You could double jump, and there were lots of uh, little pressure pads that threw you up in the air and lifts. I don't know. I guess it goes hand-in-hand hand with the level design, but getting around the level felt good. Like yeah. You could get to where you wanted to go. It wasn't frustrating. There were places where you could be, which were advantageous for the different types of weapons. And sort of hopping around, jumping. There was a, maybe a bit too much jumping, like these sort of games have. Everyone's <sighs> hopping around all the time. It's a little bit like, huh, it's like watching bunny rabbits trying to shoot each other. Yeah. Um, so maybe some sort of limitation on that might have been a, might have been nice. But but overall, I, I thought it did well. I mean, um, it's not vastly different in terms of jumping around to something like Unreal. And yeah. uh, for this style of game, which is meant to be a little less serious, it, it was nice getting around. The only other like I had was that um, if you're someone that really liked the multiplayer, um, it was great that you were really well catered for in terms of DLC and that you had three DLC packs that you could download. Um, Because often with these kind of experiences, you can be like, oh, I really love the multiplayer, but the multiplayer just gets lost in the dirt because they don't maintain it or do anything with it. Whereas it really felt like they did put a lot of effort into trying to make this a compelling multiplayer experience so it's nice that there was so much dlc there um although like i said earlier i think it suffered from the titanfall problem of uh we're charging for dlc so it's like well the number of people playing those maps is small um Mm -hmm. if you try and get a game with the base game you're gonna suffer trying to find a game i would think now Um, yeah and it's particularly strange because obviously that's what happened with Titanfall and that was a big criticism of their 
uh, how they rolled that out. And so in Titanfall 2, they fixed that by saying all of our DLC is going to be free. Like mm-hmm. everyone will get the same maps and that kind of stuff. Um, and then Doom came along and was like, hey, look at all this DLC we've got for maps. And it's like, oh. I can, from, as, from a game developer perspective, I completely appreciate it. I think selling maps is a great way of generating revenue. It's so much better than doing like freemium bollocks. Mm, yeah, but yeah. on the other hand, there is a very inherent problem of if you charge for DLC, then some people can't play because if you're in a different rotation system server matching gets a lot more difficult mm-hmm. and you don't want to have paid for dlc and then never play the map because it's constantly matching you with people that didn't pay for the dlc and similarly if you didn't pay for it you don't want to be sat constantly waiting because there's no one to play with so it's yeah. a, a, a tricky problem to solve but they they didn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh and with so many bits of DLC, the fragmentation just gets worse and worse. I mean, if there is just a season pass or not, maybe that's not too bad. But when there's three different DLCs, you might only have one of them right, and then you're limited. To yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we, and we especially find the game as it was even before the DLC came out. So, and it's get worse as well because, of course, you're not just dealing with maps; you're dealing with weapons, which Titanfall never did. I mean, it was just like literally mm. you pay for the maps, whereas they're like, oh yeah, here's a weapon. And it's like, well at that point in order to make the weapon compelling it's going to have to be a bit more supercharged so then you've kind of got an inherent unbalance if you play against someone that doesn't have the dlc so yeah tricky tricky problem well we've tried to be positive with our likes <laughs> not sure many of them came across the positive but you should probably get comfortable for our dislikes so um i'm going to kick off with the uh, Oh man, you you mentioned it earlier, but the shitty menu system, and it's it sounds like such a minor gripe. But every time we went to play the game, you're like, right, launch the game, wait for a minute for the screen to come up, hit multiplayer, whole game shuts down, wait another minute or two, and it's just like this is your first impression. Like you want to play multiplayer, and the very first thing you're hit with is a frustration that really shouldn't be there. I mean, surely we're better than this now. It's kind of Maybe I can just start the multiplayer straight from Steam or, or something, but oh, that was oh, every time we did it, I just started one of our game sessions by swearing at my game. That's there not is what you want. No legitimate reason to have separate launches for multiplayer and single player. <laughs> no reason at all. There is no reason, unless, as I've posited earlier, they are using completely different game engines because they are actually <laughs> completely different games built by different developers, which is my feeling is that throughout this period of our dislikes you should keep doom single player completely detached because it's no reflection on that game no <laughs> this is no. this is essentially a separate game completely and it really feels like it when you're forced to restart in multiplayer mode it's like oh. <laughs> Just <laughs> and I, I think we'll we'll come to that in the summary i think we'll probably talk nicely of the single player one more time but um what was your what was your next dislike then uh, it was pretty much what I alluded to with the DLC, which is low player numbers. I mean, uh, we had a hard time getting matchmaking, and that was maybe a month or two after the game had launched, I think. Mm. Um, I think it was it was around the time that the first DLC pack was about to launch, um, because I got excited and thought, oh, cool, new maps, and then I found out I had to pay for them, and I was <laughs> like, oh, okay, never mind then. Um, so it wasn't that far in, um, and even then we had quite a lot of time sort of kicking around waiting for matches to start um because of the low numbers it meant the matchmaking was very poor and we were constantly against people that were 
way better than us. Mm. Uh, like with all their shiny armor and all their unlocks, and they know the maps inside out. Now, I, I mean, I said this earlier on with the DLC. These are inherent problems in multiplayer game experiences. Um, sometimes we get lucky, like with games like Rocket League, where because of the sheer number of people constantly playing, it's very easy to match make to people around your level. And even they get it wrong sometimes, but it's it, it's a problem of numbers. If you only have a thousand people online and their five minute matches, then that means you've got maybe 40 people to choose from for a 10 player game. And that's not much to go off for matchmaking wise. Um, I can only imagine that that problem is worse now when you've got three pieces of different DLC and even less people playing because the game is older. Um, so that was frustrating then. It's probably worse now. Um, I mean, yeah, I some... mean, it was okay playing team deathmatch, right? Like we always found a team deathmatch game, and maybe the matchmaking wasn't great, but we, we at least always found. Oh uh, yeah, the, there were some and... modes we couldn't even play. Yeah, <laughs> the other yeah. game modes. Oh, Maybe. let's play Capture the Flag. Oh, there's five people online. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Probably could have waited if we, you know, we could have recorded the podcast while we waited for a game and then... Uh-huh. It was reminiscent of Sunset Overdrive's <laughs> waiting, waiting for a game, bro. <laughs> mm, yeah, so... Yeah, that's... I, that's only going to get worse over time, unfortunately. Yeah. So, yeah. so we talked about the demon possession earlier, and I think we probably covered it enough, but I just wanted to mention it as one of my dislikes. I thought it was... A little bit overpowered, and especially in a team game where you're kind of, ha now their team has got 25 more points because they got a demon position. <sighs> there yeah. is a chance of winning. It's kind of, ah, uh, it shouldn't, it doesn't feel like a, a random pickup should be enough to turn the tide of a game. It should be down to player skill more, you know. No. So, yeah, like, I, didn't, I didn't get by with the demon possession. Maybe if it was a, hey, you get to unlock it after five or ten minutes of playing or something, or get ten kills. So it's more skill-based and or... You could actually get it even when the opponent got it. But the fact that there's only ever one running around, it was a bit frustrating. Those are the kind of things where in like Star Wars Battlefront, and I believe Battlefield 1 and stuff like that as well, it works because you've got 20 v 20 games. Mm. And at the same time that someone is Luke Skywalker, someone is Darth Vader. And so it balances out. Whereas that didn't happen. We never saw two demons fighting each other because that doesn't happen because there's one token for anyone to pick up so it's just eh. <laughs> yeah not great um i mentioned it earlier but i i just disliked the sheer number of things to unlock and level up uh, so you had hack modules random match rewards mm. level ups loadouts outfits challenges taunts it's just like oh just just <laughs> i missed the days when you played uh, Golden Eye is a good example where there's no unlocks you yeah. have all the weapons it's like what are we playing we're playing grenade launchers alright and there's four different guns and in some places you're going to get a really bad club in some places you're going to get a grenade launcher you pick it up you shoot at people easy whereas I don't like it necessarily when you've got like oh that guy's level 40 so he's got access to that gun and he's got access to a gun that's got a larger ammo clip you've got nothing unless you play this for ages and it's like oh it's just demotivating and it's difficult to say that especially when we played hundreds and hundreds of hours of Titanfall which does the exact same thing but they did theirs in a different way which didn't seem as overwhelming necessarily or as necessarily, I don't know, there was something different about it. And I think it was because it was, that was the game, like there was nothing else. Mm. Whereas this is 
related to it is that through all of these unlocks there was no improvements to the weapons themselves in doom single player one of the big things you do is upgrade your weapons so mm -hmm. you can change your shotgun to have like fire bullets and stuff uh there wasn't any of that in the multiplayer and it's like what why <laughs> like you've added all of this other random crap why wouldn't you put that in so it's just awkward very odd leveling system that just meant that you you seem to be collecting stuff for the sake of it and like none of it seemed to do much that you wanted sometimes maybe if you dug into it, it would um yeah yeah on I, the I flip side like it. i um i at least felt it didn't unbalance the game apart from the hack modules there weren't many unlocks where i was like oh that guy's got this ridiculous gun with all these upgrades so i mean that's the saving grace but yeah i agree it was it was i don't know it wasn't just wasn't didn't feel valuable like it didn't didn't wasn't motivating to, to no. chase the pickups and uh we're not a hundred percent sure why but it just didn't work so uh so again i mentioned this earlier but it's it's on my dislike list so i'm going to re-emphasize it but having the rocket launcher as a default weapon i just didn't like it both both thematically but also it was kind of a weird hybrid it was obviously a fairly powerful starting weapon because every time you fire a rocket it's got an area of effect so you can be a bit shit and you can still hit people. But on the flip side, because it was a default weapon, it couldn't be that powerful. It's a fucking rocket launcher, right? <laughs> I shouldn't have to hit a Doom guy three times in the face with it. No. It's a rocket launcher. That, N nearby you... should kill something. <laughs> mm, so because it was a default weapon, it had to not do much damage. So just don't make a rocket launcher a default weapon. I know it's trying to kind of cool and fun arcade arena shooter. Hey, you know, we're unreal. You can just jump around and shoot things. But yeah, right out the box, that didn't sit well with me. And I, I hoped it would grow me over time. But I mean, I, I, I reasonably liked using the weapon. I just wished it was not the thing everyone had. Um, yeah, it was an odd, odd design choice. Um, I, I want to talk about one bugbear we both had um, which is the announcer in the game <laughs> now if you think about other games with announcers um, you've got like unreal tournament where it's like quad god mode and it's like he's like he's really into it multi-kill mm. and you, you, he's good that's that's how an announcer should sound um sunset overdrive took that further with their basically piss take of Unreal Tournament with the Super Combo Multi-Pigeon <laughs> Ultra Kill, which is amazing. And I've been playing Darkest Dungeon lately, which has got the most amazing announcer that just says things like, a decisive pummeling. And <laughs> that's how an announcer should sound. The announcer in Doom sounds like, I, I don't even know, it, it sounds like some sort of androgynous robot that's had all emotion drained from it. Uh, it's just... <laughs> Pauling. And you did some Googling around, didn't you? Because you were like, this announcer's not very good. And you Googled around and like, literally like all the negative reviews of the game are about the announcer. <laughs> yeah. Just, just sounds terribly bored. Just I just really... don't understand how the brief was for his role. You think when you're in the studio recording this, it must be like, imagine like... you're depressed. You're in hell. And now don't try and make it exciting. Just make it like you're in hell. You remember uh, when um, Destiny came out, the uh, Alpha, I think it was, or maybe the Beta, mm. and they got Peter Dinklage, who is uh, Tyrion in Game of Thrones, to do the voice <laughs> for it. And people were like, oh, it sounds so bad. It's like really phoned in. It's terrible. And I was like, sounds right to me. Sounds like a little robot. It's fine. This is so much worse than that. This is yeah. just literally like 
the guy couldn't be bothered. Um, the funny thing I, about Destiny, I don't know how it got story. through QA. <laughs> but in Destiny, they um, they actually changed the voice like a year after release, and yeah. in my mind, it went from a an, an averagely but okay little robot voice to an average but okay robot voice. It wasn't any better. It was just different in my, you know, didn't really sound any better. So that was such a weird change. But I mean, if if Doom just had one of those two guys doing the announcer, it would have been better. And uh, I don't know whether it was just the guy doing the voices was told I mean, not to. You know, surely he would have, he's, he's, he's heard these sort of things before. So probably, but also, probably the game designed to, to blame it's not, not him. It's not difficult to get an announcer. You just go sound someone in the dev team. And get someone to do it. Like, I, I keep mentioning Titanfall, but it's a, a good touchstone because <clears throat> in the story mode, which we all know was bollocks, the, um, the the girl in it on the resistance side, she manned the telephone company, uh, the, the telephones in Respawn. Mm-hmm, and they yeah, literally yeah. got the receptionist to do the voice for their game because they weren't happy with their voice acting. And it's like, that's what you do. If the Doom announcer sounds bored, just put on a voice anyone could have done it <laughs> they should have got the Churchill dog to do it oh yes <laughs> oh quad damage no 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 <laughs> oh, that God. would have been amazing <laughs> oh god so is this John Wordsworth available for voice acting work <laughs> I've got my own mic just call me up I'll phone it in a gin and tonic an hour <laughs> So just a couple of final comments, I guess, before we before we wrap up. And then, the, yeah, it's not necessarily a dislike or a like. For us, it's dislike. But overall, I didn't feel like there was really much you could do as a team. You were just running around in the arena and shooting each other. And, uh, yeah, a bit of a shame there wasn't a... We particularly like games that we can play together, not just being in the same area, but actually mm. work together and we never did that at all if we played for and maybe only sort of six hours or something in the multiplayer but we didn't ever feel like we were actually on I mean apart from following the same score going up or no. not often going up but uh. <laughs> I'll watch out for that guy that just got the demon token thanks <laughs> that was literally the extent of our co-op we're uh, going to die cool. again the, um, the only thing I had that, that's not really a like or dislike is the jumping around um, mm-hmm. which is an inherent problem of these games. I just kind of feel like it needed not anything realistic, but just like a little bit of a stamina bar just so that you couldn't constantly jump. Like maybe you get three jumps and you have to wait two seconds before you can jump for a bit longer. Just mm-hmm. because <clears throat> you literally, you can't shoot someone that's just bounding around. And it just looks stupid because <laughs> it kind of looks back like a, the original Halo when you know the physics weren't great and people are just bouncing around and there was like three animation states that's how it looks it just looks like a guy squatting and jumping around the place and you're like <laughs> oh, why am i playing this i could be playing a real first person shooter yeah a, a real game <laughs> yeah no so the, the last thing we always do on, on connect with the host is would we play it again and would you recommend it so you can kick off uh, i would not play it again uh, probably not even for money uh, it was a <laughs> dire experience that I wanted to end as soon as we started doing it. Um, I remember when you said to me, "Oh, we need to, we need to do a podcast. We should we should do it on Doom." Um, I've left it installed so we can play like for half an hour, so we can refresh our memory. And I was just like, "No, <laughs> no, it's already burned itself in." I don't don't need to remind myself of it. Um, I couldn't, in good consciousness, recommend it to anyone as a multiplayer experience. But that's the joy of it. 
it is a full single player awesome game for yeah. probably about 20 quid you can get it on steam on disc for xbox or playstation you can probably get it for about that um so buy it enjoy the single player it's amazing you'll get really good experience from it but don't go into the multiplayer thinking you're going to have anything other than a horrible time dare i say hellish time <laughs> no my recommendation and uh and final comments are very similar i'm, I'm not ever going to play this in multiplayer again um the market's flooded with multiplayer games and there's a lot of other things i'd rather play uh, and for the same reason can't recommend that you buy it for a multiplayer game uh, the single player is stunning. I mean, mm. if you like first-person shooters generally, you're, you should like the single player. And if you like Doom, you will love this. It um, goes right, harks right back to the days of where you pick up a chainsaw, you, you slice people up, run around like a madman. Hiding behind cover is not the way to win this game. It's no. jumping around the battlefield, getting in their face, and just shooting them with a shotgun. And it really gets that that feel of Doom right. So yeah, that I constant, constant movement is key, and that mm. feel like they've even made the mechanics like the fact that you have to do these brutal kills to get health. They've even made it so that like if, if you think of a traditional first-person shooter of you having to take cover to heal, they want you to slow down and sort of take it stage by stage. This is all about movement forward, and even the way you get health back is by attacking, mm. which is great. It's a good game. It's completely different to Doom Three. There's no, you know, darkened areas where things jump out at you it's very much a case of traditional arcade run around blow shit up a lot of fun and we do focus on the multiplayer but one one thing i will say if you do pick it up a single player is uh you might have to fight a little bit through i think it's like the second level which is lots of uh it was a weird kind of oh find the tunnels and and kind of navigate through this level which the rest of the game didn't feel like at all yeah and i thought it was fine but i know a couple of people were like oh i played the second level i didn't really like it no, just get through it. Because the rest of the game is just mad demon-killing action. It's Once you get to the awesome. foundry, that's where it starts yeah. to jump up a notch, really. It's a, it's a good game. Highly recommended. Yeah, I recommend it single-player, but if you yep. do not pick it up for a multiplayer experience. so cool. Uh, cool. So uh, thanks for listening. You've been listening to Connecting to Host, and you can see some of our other shows or find out more about us at our website, connectingtohost.co.uk. We'd love it if you hit us up on Twitter, at CTHcast. You can recommend games for us to play in the future or just give us some feedback on the show. And if you did enjoy listening, then please head over to iTunes and leave us a review.